If you wonder about the birds and the bees, just tune in to some Frank and Beans. Welcome to Frank and Beans, everybody. Frank and Beans, a sex and relationship podcast. A sex and relationship and politics podcast. <laughs> <laughs> We're on that. And I'm Brian. <laughs> And yeah, we are just two best pals talking about all things Valentine's. Ooh, today is Valentine's Day, and yeah, if this is the first time, the first episode you've listened to, Beth and I both hate Valentine's. Hate. In fact, hate. there is their last year's episode on Valentine's Day was about why all the reasons why Valentine's Day is stupid. So stupid. Yeah. In fact, I think the episode is called Stupid Valentine's Day. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. It's fucking stupid. <laughs> it's uh, fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, last week we talked about day gaming and the world's worst dating advice site for men, and it <laughs> lived up to its name. It's short. Well, I mean, it's not its name. It's the name I bestowed upon it. Well, <laughs> right. daygame.com was the website, but... <laughs> yeah, and hopefully they're uh, shut down and not operating anymore, but... Oh, God, I hope so. It was oh, just like, yeah. Just the worst. Just the worst kind of yeah. person. <laughs> Basically, yeah, some of the advice was like, call her needy and desperate. Right. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, no, that is definitely, yeah. Uh, I, I, women I are already that's... insecure, so... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Building I think on that, our insecurities, not really going to help. <laughs> that's good advice for, you know, how to get slapped, but not how to get a date. Right. Ugh. Yeah, so listen to that if you want to uh, be shocked and awed and also learn what not to do <laughs> to Indeed. get one. Yeah. Well, if you liked that episode or any of our other ones... We would just be eternally grateful if you left us a review on either iTunes, Apple Podcasts, uh, Stitcher, Facebook, wherever you can. It really means a lot to the show. So please, please, please. Yeah, pretty um, please. Yeah. And if you feel like a review just is not enough for as little as $3, you can get a beer crack in your honor. Mm, we got any this week, Beth? Uh, we do not have any this week, Brian. Or I don't have any, do you? No, I don't have any. I don't even have a beer to crack. Uh, (laughs) Well, that's because Whiskey Brian was on one last night. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I can't believe you're not drinking during the show today. I know, it's going to be weird. Right. (laughs) (laughs) This might be my first sober episode. Did Beth get a new (laughs) co-host? Right. different Brian? (laughs) So, yeah, um, but, yeah, you can become a Patreon sponsor for as little as $3. Uh, and for higher dollar amounts, you can get six swag, like, stickers and buttons and T-shirts and all kinds of fun stuff. So Yeah. Uh-huh. And uh, also, if you want to, if you have an idea for a show episode or you want to be on the show, we actually had someone get in our DMs this week, so we are excited to have uh, an erotic poet. On. Yeah, I like and all those words. A, yeah, she <laughs> is a real Renaissance woman, so we look yeah. forward to recording with her. So, if you want to be on the show because you have some awesome sex occupation, or uh, are an entrepreneur, or you just have a story you want to tell, or uh, questions you want to ask us, just get in them DMs, girl. Do it. All right, and of Beth. course, follow us on social media. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Beth, are you ready for the fuck yeah news story of the week? I was born ready. <laughs> fuck yeah. <laughs> fuck yeah. Fuck yeah news story of the week. Fuck yeah news story of the week. We've got drivers, strippers, fuck yeah, master betting in an Ikea. All right, so this week our article is strippers ordered by dead man. Give his coffin a lamp, a lap dance, while his grieving relatives watch. Oof. Oh my god! You know he might be onto something by like making his family uncomfortable one more time. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, excuse me while I go update my will real quick because this is awesome. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's the only way you want to go, right? <laughs> yeah, 
there's a video of it too, which I'll have to get back to. But this uh, this happened in Taiwan, China. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I don't know. The picture was a little hard to see. It almost looked like a sex doll and not a stripper. Oh, fair. <laughs> Yeah, so the article says the strippers left little to the imagination, as, you know, exotic dancers will do. <laughs> right. Um, they're, not, they're just doing their job, of course, but it is right. quite an experience to see a bunch of knee-high, boot-clad exotic dancers go busting into a funeral, which is normally a very somber experience. <laughs> Mine's going to be hilarious. I'm going to have like some ridiculous song play. Yeah. Like Barbie Girl or something. And I mean, that like... would be hilarious, you know? And yeah, some, like, have like a some... parade of midgets or something. I don't know. <laughs> so just like sad music and everyone's crying. And... Right. It's going to get real weird. Yeah. It's like mandatory shot breaks, you know? <laughs> there was a... Uh... Uh, behind the dancing women was a giant photo of the man who died, surrounded by lights. Like this dude, this dude lived, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's like lotus flower shaped lights. It's pretty serious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, after th- oh three songs, the show was allowed to continue for three songs. After which things became more solemn. I I love that they mentioned that one of the songs was Moves Like Jagger. (laughs) Can you imagine? Yeah. What would your stripper funeral songs be? I don't know, but I was just thinking, here's Lies Brian. He had terrible taste in music. (laughs) You know, he moves like Jagger. Like, oh, man. Mm. I never knew he liked crappy music. No. (laughs) (laughs) When I was in uh, South Carolina for the Army, there was a strip club we went to. One of the strippers danced to exotic dancers, I'm sorry, Uh, danced to Rage Against the Machine, which was, you didn't think. That's pretty rad. Yeah, and you wouldn't think that that would work, but it worked. I mean, I think the classic is like pour some sugar on me. Right. Right? That's a good one. She's my cherry pie. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, uh, hey, she's a crazy bitch, but she fucks up. Yeah, Yeah, that one, classic. That would be pretty classic, yeah. Probably every song that we talked about in our sexy music episode, yeah. Yeah, if you want to pick your stripper song, just go back and listen to that episode. (laughs) Mm -hmm. All right, well, fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Mm. Fuck yeah! Fuck yeah! Okay, Brian, are you ready for today's topic? Absolutely. All right. Well, this is a very timely episode. Mm-hmm. And I decided to write this because of all of the state of affairs right now. And it is Articles of Embeagement. <laughs> the I impeachment see what you did there. Right. Hey-o. <laughs> Hey-o. <laughs> uh, the impeachment trial of Slick Willie Clinton. Slick Willie. Yes, uh, obviously this is a little piece of history is more topical than ever, considering we are deep in the, oh, when I wrote this, we were deep in the middle of the fourth impeachment trial in history, second impeachment trial of former President Donald Trump. You could say I had hoped this was going to go on longer when I wrote this a few days ago. <laughs> right. <laughs> and as outrageously guilty as he is and was in the first impeachment trial that ended in acquittal because the geo pussies... It has made a lot of us reflect upon the last time a president was impeached. Besides Donald Trump for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> so in history, there's been four impeachments and two of them belong to Correct. Donald Trump? Okay. Yes. Who yeah. was the other one then? I mean, I know we'll we're talking about... We'll okay. get there. We'll get there. Cool, cool. Yeah. I'm learning. <laughs> yeah. You are going to learn. I learned a lot in this episode, actually, because, you know, I was thinking, like, was this real, like... Was this really my imagination that this was, like, complete bullshit? Right. Or am I just, like, did I not really get all the facts? And by the end of that, I'm like, no, this is complete bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So, today so don't worry. It's a good story. <laughs> yeah. I'm ready to learn. I got my coffee. I got my, my listening ears on. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah. So, today, we're going to be taking a trip down memory lane to a simpler time. <laughs> <laughs> When the worst thing a president could do was get a blowjob from an intern. 
Ah, uh, those uh, were the days. Those were the days. The good old days. <laughs> yeah, we were back in high school. Oh my God, yeah. What year was this? Was it uh, 97? So, uh, the story kind of starts in 1994, but I don't think it was publicized until 97. Gotcha. So, yeah, high school. Yeah. Oh. Oh, yeah, because I graduated in 99. Yeah. Um, I think I should have graduated in 2001. (laughs) I think that makes sense. I don't know. I I didn't graduate. Right. Um, And back then, the uh, proceedings were not televised. Right. Like now we've got the 24-hour news cycle and sure. YouTube and fucking, you know what I mean? Like you, everywhere you turn, it's yeah, on. You know? Even Facebook has news and not that I, you should get yeah. your news from Facebook. but Right. I mean, <laughs> uh, yeah. When I say I literally watched every hour of this, not this trial, but the recent trial, mm-hmm. it I'm not even joking. Like, I sat through nine-hour videos every day this week. Goodness. I mean, well, I had other stuff going on around the house, but, you know, I, I, I'm, like, addicted to it now because it's so insane. Yeah. But back then, the record, I couldn't have, Yeah, I couldn't have given a shit less back then. Yeah. And for the record, I hate politics. It, shadow government. None of this matters. But... Right. <laughs> So in case you forgot the details, or were too young to to hear them, um, we're going to give you a brief recap of this embarrassing moment in American history. That's right. And, Mm. uh, you know, since Brian hates reading, and and this episode is pretty info-heavy, we're going to take a page from the Dollop Playbook, uh, which if you have never listened to that podcast, is delightful. It's an American history podcast Mm. where... I, Dave Anthony, read you, Gareth Reynolds, a story about American history (laughs) where you have no idea what's going to happen. Yeah. Okay. So, the year was 1994. The year of our Lord. The year of our Lord. That's how Dave Anthony starts every episode. Okay. Uh, In 1994, Paula Jones filed a lawsuit accusing then-President Bill Clinton of sexual harassment when he was governor of Arkansas. Mm. Clinton attempted a delay uh, to delay a trial until after he left office, but in May 1997, the Supreme Court unanimously rejected Clinton's claim that the Constitution immunized him from civil lawsuits. Hmm, funny. Okay. I could have sworn that the same thing happened recently. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, anyway, uh, so... Uh, Jones's attorneys wanted to prove that Clinton had engaged in a pattern of behavior with women who supported her claims. In late 1997, Linda Tripp began secretly recording conversations with her friend, dun dun, our heroine of the tale, Monica Lewinsky. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Monica Lewinsky was a former intern and Department of Defense employee. In those recordings, Lewinsky divulged that she had a sexual relationship with Clinton. Tripp shared this information with Jones's lawyers, who added Lewinsky to their list of witnesses in December 1997. Okay. Dude, that's kind of fucking shady that she, like, recorded her without her consent about it. Yeah. She just thinks there's two gal pals talking it up about boys. Uh-huh. And then, and and then it's bitch. being recorded. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't think you could be recorded without, like... Consent? Yeah. Well, if they think that, if it's in regards to something, like, illegal, gotcha. you know, think about, like, I mean. And it's probably enough it. to, like, yeah, add you to a list of witnesses or maybe indict you, but maybe they can't use that evidence. There's something there. I'm no lawyer. I don't know. We'll get there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, according to the Star Report, a U.S. federal government report written by appointed independent counsel Ken Starr, on his investigation of President Clinton. After Lewinsky appeared on the witness list, Clinton began taking steps to conceal their relationship. Mm. Duh. <laughs> like, <laughs> you gotta be like, oh, well, that doesn't look good. Um, <laughs> right. Get rid of that. Yeah. Uh, some of the steps he took included suggesting to Lewinsky that she file a false affidavit to misdirect the investigation, encouraging her to use cover stories concealing gifts he had given her, 
and attempting to help her find gainful employment to try to influence her testimony. Gotcha. That doesn't sound that bad. He's like, look, I mean, let's get out of this together, and you'll come out ahead. Yeah. I mean, I kind of think if you're going to have an affair with the president, you want something out of it at the end. You know what I mean? Right. Or you are just a willing participant in a consensually sexual relationship. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which you knew he was married, so it's not like, you know what I mean? Like, this is sure. like, some, like, torrid, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You can. I didn't know. Like, no, you knew. He's fucking president. <laughs> yeah. First lady, everyone, Hillary Rodham Clinton. Did. Right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, so, in a January 17th, 1998 sworn deposition, Clinton denied having a sexual relationship, sexual affair, or sexual relations with Lewinsky. Mm-hmm. His lawyer, Robert S. Bennett, stated with Clinton present that Lewinsky's affidavit showed there was no sex in any matter between Clinton and Lewinsky. All right. Now, the Star Report states that the following day, Clinton coached his secretary, <laughs> Betty Curry, into repeating his denials should she be called to testify. I mean, <laughs> okay. Again, we're hiding a consensual sexual affair. Like, whatever. I don't know. I don't don't think it's that bad. Like, it's not like Monica's like, that was non-consensual, you know? Well, and I remember back then, you know, back in the 90s, it was kind of like, what president hasn't gotten a little extra on the side, you know? like Right. And arguably, like, the most bangable president out of, like, the last a lot, if we're talking the 90s here. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And even yeah. Kennedy, like, Kennedy was, there, he had shit going on. Like, part of his spine was exposed and, like. Oh, yeah. And he was banging girls left and right. But also, yeah. he had, like, mad STDs. Right, yeah. Have you listened to that very presidential with Ashley Flowers about him? Uh-uh. Or oh, maybe I, shit. Mm, I'm trying to think. No, I, I listened to the last podcast on the left, the, the assassination. But, yeah, they went okay. into all that shit, too. Yeah, it's wild. Like, he was on mad drugs, like crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, let's see. Um, So, after rumors of the scandal reached the news, Clinton publicly said, quote, unquote, I did not have sexual relations with that woman, Miss Lewinsky. Which we all remember that. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Yeah. Uh, But months later... Clinton admitted his relationship with Lewinsky was wrong and not appropriate. Okay. Lewinsky engaged in oral sex with Clinton several times. Okay. I yeah. mean... You, can, you know, again... Again, consensually, yeah. <laughs> right. You don't... I, I think it'd be... I don't know. I'm sure that people have given uh, a non-consensual blowjob in their life. But I think it's very difficult and hard. Like, you, you know... <laughs> It's you said it's hard. 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 It's hard. <laughs> Sorry, I'm a, I'm a child. <laughs> right. But, uh, yeah, I, I think it would be kind of difficult to give a blowjob non-consensually. Right. I mean, I'm not saying also, it's not impossible, but... Right. And also, that was never up for debate here. Like, that's yeah. the thing, you know? Um. Okay, so, uh, the judge in the Jones case later ruled... The Lewinsky matter immaterial and threw out the case in April 1998 on the grounds that Jones had failed to show any damages. Okay. After Jones appealed, Clinton agreed in November 1998 to settle the case for $850,000 while still admitting no wrongdoing. Whoa. I mean, that happens all the time. Yeah. Let's just stop this is basically what it's, it was hush money. Yeah. That's a lot of hush money. I was right. looking up pictures of, of Paula Jones because- Oof. Uh, yeah, the, the name didn't, uh, I mean, it rang a bell, but I couldn't put a face to it. And going through the images, it's like there's a point where she had braces, and there's a point where she clearly had a nose job. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, like, also she looked like a seventh grade civics teacher. Like, Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. none of the women that, I mean, Clinton's taste in women was, mm, I would not say refined. <laughs> They're <laughs> right. very, very average looking women. Yeah, but she definitely, I guess she she was in Playboy um, after her, well, uh, sure. y- yeah, you know, after her <laughs> yeah. uh, nose job and whatnot, but. I mean, good for her, though. 
Yeah, you know that $850,000 went pretty far. Well, I mean, except for the fact that she was trying to, like, extort the president. But, sure. Um, okay, so the charges for impeachment arose from an investigation by Ken Starr, an independent counsel, with the approval of United States Attorney General Janet Reno. Now, you may remember Janet Reno from a previous episode where we were talking about how she was like, she went down in history as like, this is back in, remember, when Family Values was like all the rage. and. Um, and they were trying to get uh, abstinence education passed as, like, the only sex education in schools, public schools. Yeah. And Janet Reno was like, we should teach kids how to masturbate, <laughs> <laughs> essentially. And then, uh, yeah, she was basically publicly shamed after that. So, um, anyway... So, uh, Starr conducted a wide-ranging investigation of... So, anyway, the Attorney General at the time allowed this investigation to go on, right? She okayed mm-hmm. it. She funded it. Um, so he conducted a wide-ranging investigation of alleged abuses, including the Whitewater controversy, the firing of House travel agents, and the alleged misuse of FBI files. Now, I will not go into detail about any of those things because, trust me when I say I did my research and they were all complete bullshit, mm-hmm. and all three of them had nothing to do with what he ended up getting impeached for. So... Gotcha. These were just things that they brought up that, ooh, we need to investigate this, like, shady behavior, right? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, turned all all three of those things turned out to be completely irrelevant, not true, et cetera. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, on January 12, 1998, Linda Tripp, who had been working with Jones's lawyers, informed Starr that Lewinsky was preparing to commit perjury in the Jones sexual misconduct case and had asked Tripp to do the same. Hmm. We have a problem, right? Yeah. Okay. yeah. So Jones was able to convince Starr that a Clinton associate who was tied to later dismissed Whitewater investigation was assisting Lewinsky in perjuring during her case and in turn was able to obtain approval from Janet Reno to continue the investigation. All for the low, low price of, are you ready? Yeah. 70 million taxpayer dollars. That's ridiculous. To what? Try to prove that he got a blowjob? And these other bullshit claims that never went anywhere. Yeah. That she was gonna that she was gonna commit perjury. I I, I mean I just yeah. over over sexual relations in the White House. I mean, come on. Uh huh. Yeah. So you may ask Brian, what did seventy million buy the taxpayers? Beth, what did seventy million buy the taxpayers? <laughs> <laughs> it bought the taxpayers a charge against the president of perjury based on the findings of the Star Report alleging conflicting testimony made by Clinton in the Jones case. That's it. Yeah. So at at this point, it's not about the sexual relations. It's about the perjury. Correct. About the blowjob. Yep. (laughs) Okay. Mm -hmm. In an unrelated civil case. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Which, by the way, got thrown out. (laughs) So, spoiler alert. Like, he's got thrown out. So, Star's silver bullet in the case... Clinton's deposition in the Jones case. When he was asked about whether or not he was engaging in a sexual relationship with Ms. Lewinsky, Clinton's apprehension of using the word is and subsequent explanation of why he believed is was not an appropriate use. I do remember this. Uh, Because he was like, define the word is. Right. But (laughs) when you hear it in context, it actually makes sense. Sure. So, contending his statement that there's nothing going on between us had been truthful because he had no ongoing relationship with Lewinsky at the time, he was questioned. Clinton said, it depends what the meaning of the word is, is. Mm -hmm. If the, if he, if is means is and never has been, that is not. That is one thing. If it means there is none... That was a completely true statement. Okay. 
So basically he's saying like, it kind of makes sense because he's like, no, it is, there's not, there's nothing going on right now. There is nothing going on right now. There was something. Basically he was trying to find a clever way to say there was something, there is no longer something. That makes sense now. Okay. Yeah. So, right. Yeah. Because if the question was, is there a relationship between you and Miss Lewinsky? No. Exactly. Was there a sexual relationship between you and Miss Lewinsky? Uh, different story. Right, but that's why he didn't want to say, well, there was, but there is now. He was just skating around it, you know? Gotcha. Okay. So in context, it actually makes sense. Yeah. So based on this conflicting testimony, <laughs> Star obtained further evidence of inappropriate behavior by seizing the computer, hard drive, and email records of Monica Lewinsky. So basically, he ended up getting a search warrant based on this conflicting testimony that was his him trying to basically say was and not is yeah okay so, yeah that was what he got a search warrant off of i mean also absurd but okay here we are sure. <laughs> uh star concluded that clinton had committed perjury star submitted his findings to congress in a lengthy document the star report which was released to the public via the internet a few days later and included descriptions of encounters between Clinton and Lewinsky. The funny thing is, is okay, well, we're talking 1998 here. There literally was hardly any internet. Like, there was AOL. That was it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, and there's that annoying-ass dial-up connection. Right. It took everyone four days just to download the story on AOL. Right. Because back then when the website was busy, <laughs> you weren't getting on there either. <laughs> uh-uh. So, yeah. So, critics of Starr also contend that his investigation was highly politicized because it regularly leaked tidbits of information to the press in violation of legal ethics. And because his report included lengthy descriptions which were humiliating and irrelevant to the illegal case. Or to the legal case. Yeah. Which is true. Like, a lot of this was sensationalized. Like, this is really, like, when the news would start sensationalizing things. Right. And when people started using the news as, like, a political tool. Ugh. They knew they could get people to believe what they wanted them to believe, which was that he's a dirtbag, which he is. But also, that's because he cheated on his wife and not because he got a beach. Right. And, you know, I've heard a lot about the Clintons and how, you know, they're kind of swingers. And, I mean, there's really? those things. Yeah, there's the whole Pizzagate thing. And I, I don't know. That's a different topic. Oh, no. Different... Pizzagate is a QAnon thing. We don't believe that around here, Brian. Oh, okay. Fair. Um, but, yeah, I've heard that they were swingers. There was a lot of this going on. Um, actually, like, some people have said that Hillary was kind of grooming people for this type of activity. So What? I don't, I, you know, who knows for real, but I mean, you just, you know, they're the Clintons and they were, pre- you know, he was president and they've been in politics their entire life or, or you know, law. Um, Wait, this yeah. is like the Borat of 1998? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> the Borat too? <laughs> yeah, 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 there's also a conspiracy theory out there that, you know, Bill's not um, Chelsea's real father. Really? Yeah, you can look. He all looks this like up. shit I mean, these days. Oh yeah. Um, Have you seen him? God, he looks old as fuck. Yeah, but you know, apparently, like this was not the only instance that this has happened. Well, yeah, because that's the thing is like the whole Jones uh, civil case yeah. was because women that used to work for him said that like there was a pattern of him abusing his power to like get with mm. women sexually. However, right. at the end of the day, they were all. Consensual encounters. Right. Because that was never up for debate. So. Yeah. Um, okay. So. Uh, the Republican-controlled House of Representatives decided, with a bipartisan vote of 258 to 176, 31 Democrats joined Republicans to commence impeachment proceedings against Clinton on October 8th, 1998. Hmm. Yeah, so since Ken Starr had already completed an extensive investigation, the House Judiciary Committee conducted no investigations of its own into Clinton's alleged wrongdoing and held no serious impeachment-related hearings before the 1998 midterm elections. Impeachment was one of the major issues in those elections. Mm-hmm. So, 
again, we're talking the time of family values being very hot. The Bush yeah. era, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, of course, you find a Democrat who is done wrong or so, oh, my God, sex. That's improper. Right. You know, that's going to help you out in the elections if you're the opposing side, right? That's true. So, um, on December 11th, 1998, the House Judiciary Committee agreed to send three articles of impeachment to the full House for consideration. Number one, grand jury perjury for his initial denial of relations with Lewinsky. Okay. Number two, obstruction of justice for his alleged attempts to prevent Lewinsky from testifying. Number three, perjury for his misleading statement regarding admission of the affair, the what does is mean argument. Right. (laughs) Okay. Now, the following day, the committee decided to add abuse of power just for funsies. Yeah, why not? Yeah, uh, because Republicans controlled the House, the vote to move forward with impeachment proceedings was won. The only Republican to side with Democrats, and take a wild guess. Say that again, I'm sorry. Oh, uh, the only Republican to side with Democrats on the vote to move forward with impeachment proceedings. You want to guess who it was? Uh, tell me. Uh, he's on my number three least favorite people on the planet. Okay. Or she. She. Lindsey Girl Graham. I don't know who that is. You don't know who that is? Lindsey Graham? No. no. He's the South Carolina senator who's like one of the most giant cuck, Trump, Trump cuck dirtbags alive. <laughs> gotcha. It's just, yeah, the worst person ever. Um, also, fun fact there, I know you don't know anything about politics, but nothing in the 2016 election, Lindsey Girl was very anti-Trump. And in fact, there is a video around the internet of him crying like a little girl about how much he loves Joe Biden. Oh. And he went on four years later to be the biggest Trump cuck ever. Oof. So, yeah, Lindsey Girl Graham, she voted with them Democrats, though. <laughs> and uh, although proceedings were delayed due to the bombing of Iraq, uh, Clinton was impeached by the House of Representatives on December 19th, 1998, on grounds of perjury to a grand jury and obstruction of justice. Mm. The other two counts were thrown out. This made Clinton the second president ever to be impeached. The first, Andrew Johnson in 1868. Wow. Long time before that. Yeah. Now, the only other previous U.S. president to be the subject of a formal House impeachment proceeding was Richard Nixon in 1973 and 1974. Obviously, the whole Watergate fiasco. Mm -hmm. The Judiciary Committee agreed to a resolution containing three articles of impeachment in July 1974, However, Nixon resigned from the office soon hereafter before the House took up the resolution. So, he never made it to actual impeachment. He resigned before that could happen. Gotcha. Okay. So, yeah. So, the Senate trial. So, now the impeachment. He's been impeached. And then it goes to a Senate trial, right? So, the House of Representatives impeached. That moves to a Senate trial. So, the Senate trial began on January 7th of 1999. 13 House Republicans from the Judiciary Committee served as managers, the equivalent of prosecutors. Side note, (laughs) the most recent impeachment Judiciary Committee only included nine managers. One of whom whom is Rhode Island's own David straight-up motherfucking G. Ciceline. Yeah, (laughs) represent... So, anyway, the managers presented their case on January 14th through 16th with discussion of the facts and background of the case. Detailed detailed cases for both articles of impeachment, matters of interpretation and application of the laws, governing perjury and obstruction of justice, and argument that the evidence and precedents justified removal of the the president from office, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So uh, the defense presentation took place January 19th through 21st. 
Clinton's defense counsel argued that Clinton's grand jury testimony had too many inconsistencies to be a clear case of perjury. I think we can all agree that to be true. Uh, The is argument. Yeah. Um, That the investigation and impeachment had been tainted by partisan political bias. I would also argue complete bullshit in the first place since they were in regards to three cases that were proven untrue. Um, and that the president's approval rating of more than 70% in, indicated his ability to govern had not been impaired by the scandal and that the managers had ultimately presented an unsubstantiated circumstantial case that does not meet the constitutional standard to remove the president from office. Fair. Now, January 22nd and 23rd were devoted to questions from members of the Senate to the House members and Clinton's defense counsel. On January 25th, Senator Robert Boyd moved for the dismissal of both articles of impeachment for lack of merit. On the following day, Representative Bryant uh, moved to call witnesses to the trial, a question the Senate had scrupulously avoided to that point. (laughs) In in both cases, the Senate voted to deliberate on the question in private session rather than public televised procedure. Is that not complete bullshit that they're like, we can vote in private or we can vote in public? Yeah. Do we want people to see how we voted or do we not want the people to see how we voted? They get to decide. Yeah. And no, that doesn't make sense because that's going to change the way people would vote. If it's going to be public, you kind of want to like. So I see what they're. Yeah. That is bullshit. It should be public no matter what. You want to know what other impeachment practice? <laughs> well, no, it shouldn't. Uh, so I th- like in the case of the most recent impeachment, mm-hmm. they wanted the vote to be private. Why? Or well, uh, the prosecution wanted the votes to be private. Why? Because people would have been able to vote with their conscience instead of what they thought would get them reelected in two years. I see what you're saying. Yeah, that makes sense. So, but in this case, of course, they did it in private because they wanted people to vote with their conscience, right? Mm-hmm. As they should. Um, Okay. Uh, So, on January 27th, the Senate voted on both motions in public session. Uh, Oh, so they did do it in public. Um, The motion to dismiss failed on a nearly party-line vote of 56 to 44, while the motion to depose witnesses passed by the same margin. A day later, the Senate voted down motions to move directly to a vote on the Articles of Impeachment, and to suppress videotaped depositions of the witness from public release. Over three days, February 1st through 3rd, House managers took videotaped closed-door depositions for Monica Lewinsky, Clinton's friend Vernon Jordan, and White House aide Sidney Blumenthal. On February 4th, however, the Senate voted 70-30 to that excerpting these videotapes would suffice as testimony rather than calling live witnesses. Uh, there's a reason why all these little details are going to be relevant. So hang okay. on. bear with me. Uh, the videos <laughs> were played in the Senate on February 6th, featuring 30 excerpts of Lewinsky discussing her affidavit in the Paula Jones case, the hiding of small gl- gifts Clinton had given her, and his involvement in procurement of a job for Lewinsky. On February 8th, closing arguments were presented with each side allotted a three-hour time slot. On February 9th, after voting against a public deliberation on the verdict, the Senate began closed-door deliberations instead. Okay, so they're doing the closed-door thing, which is good. Yeah. On February 12th, the Senate emerged from its closed deliberations and voted on the Articles of Impeachment. A two-thirds vote, 67 votes, would have been necessary to convict on either charge and remove the president from office. The perjury charge was defeated with 45 votes for conviction and 55 against... And the obstruction of justice charge was defeated with 50 for conviction, 50 against. Senator Arlen Specter voted not proved for both charges. Is that even an option? You don't get yes or no, buddy. Okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which was considered by Chief Justice Rehnquist to constitute a vote of not guilty. All 45 Democrats in the Senate voted not guilty on both charges, as did five Republicans. They were joined by five additional Republicans in voting not guilty on the perjury charge. So, again, you can see from the beginning where there were there was a majority of Republicans, right? So, which is why they even got it to be impeached in the first place, right? 
And then now you still have the Democrats being a minority. But after the presentation of all of this evidence, there were many Republicans who joined with Democrats and saying, this is ridiculous. We're not convicting. So the time frame of all of that, you may wonder, Brian, was 31 Mm -hmm. days. 31 days from start to from start from in from voting on impeachment to end. How many days did we sit through the most recent impeachment trial? I don't know. Five. Five. Five days. Five. Five. Five Oh, wow. That's it. Yikes. That's not a lot of time. No. 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 So to say that it was rushed through, uh, we spent 31 days on a blowjob, Brian. Yeah. Carefully crafting evidence, people taking it seriously. People showing up to the proceedings, people voting fairly, understanding the difference between right and wrong and ridiculous and not. Right. So to give you a little bit of political context here, in the November 1998 House elections, the Democrats picked up five seats in the House, but the Republicans still contained the majority control. The results went against what House Speaker Newt Gingrich predicted who before the election had been reassured by private polling that Clinton's scandal would result in Republican gain of up to 30 House seats. So, to run that by you again, (laughs) House Speaker Republican Newt Gingrich was assured by private polling that Clinton's scandal would result in gain of seats. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Sure would give somebody a reason to... Move forward with it, wouldn't it? Sure would. Yeah, okay. Um, Let's see. Shortly after the elections, Gingrich, who had been one of the leading advocates for impeachment, announced he would resign from Congress as soon as he was able to find somebody to fill his vacant seat. Gingrich fulfilled this pledge and officially resigned from Congress on January 3rd, 1999. All right. Mm Mm-hmm. We're almost at Y2K. Right. Yep. And uh, <laughs> it gets better. Representative Bob Livingston, chosen by the Republican Party conference to replace Gingrich as, as House Speaker, announced the end of his candidacy for Speaker and his resignation from Congress from the floor of the House after his own marital infidelity came to light. Ah, there it is. <laughs> hmm. In the same speech, Livingston also encouraged Clinton to resign. <laughs> He's like, no, I'm all set, bro. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm just going to write this out if it's all the same to you. Um, Clinton chose to remain in office, surprisingly, and urged Livingston to c- reconsider his resignation. Because, again, this is a reasonable man who's like, or we can just all agree that this isn't that big of a deal and our personal lives are separate from this, Right. Right. So like, like he was being a dick about it. He's like, maybe you should reconsider. <laughs> Someone that just brought all this shit on him. Okay. Um, many other prominent Republican members of Congress, including Dan Burton, Helen Chenoweth, and Henry Hyde, the chief house manager of Clinton's trial in the Senate, had infidelities exposed about this time, all of whom voted for impeachment. Yeah. Hmm. A little hmm. bit of, uh, yeah. So, uh, hypocrisy? Is that the word right. you were looking for, Brian? That was, but then I saw it in the next se- section. So, <laughs> but yeah. And, you know, I, I I feel like, you know, especially with these politicians and people of power, you know, infidelity is probably more common. Right. And, you know, we've talked about it on the podcast before. Like, if it's communicated, infidelity can be not be that bad. You, you know what I mean? A, right. Well, you as a spouse or, you know, a partner or what have you uh-huh. are the one who decides what you're willing to put up with and what you're not. Exactly. Any of these people at any point in time, Hillary Clinton could have left Bill if she really felt it was that bad. Yeah. You know, any of these people that were married to any of these other people, Monica Lewinsky knew he was married. She didn't have to enter into that early. These are all consensual adults. Exactly. Who decided that this is what they're accepting as their personal life. Yeah. And that should be fine. Right. Yeah. Mm. 
Also, um, publisher Larry Flint, R.I.P. Oh, yeah, Larry oh, yeah. Flint. Mm. I, mean, a, I mean, great. I he, mean, was, he was a true defender of the First Amendment. Yeah, you bet. You bet he was. The People versus Larry Flint, great movie. Yeah, I mean, kind of a dirtbag, but also, you know. Kind of a dirtbag, yeah. But also like a, a, a champion of sex work, and I'm here for it. Yeah. You know, he was revolutionary for his time, you know? For sure. Yeah. So, um, yeah, he offered a reward for such information of the infidelities. And, <laughs> Good for him. Yeah. And many supporters of Clinton accused Republicans of hypocrisy. Sounds so familiar. Yeah. It's so close to home. <laughs> you know, and this is kind of why I hate politics. There's there's so much going on. I, I was trying not to nod off while you were reading this. I was trying to pay attention and learn. And it's like these people who are in power, they don't fucking care about us. No, they just know? want their power. That's it. That's it. Well, some people do care. Some people do. I Joe feel Biden like, cares. Joe Biden I feel cares. Like, yeah, I feel like Bernie Sanders really cares. Jim, you know? AOC really cares. Yeah. But, you know, for the most part, it's like, let me get in there. Let me do what the fuck I want to. I don't give a fuck about the little people. You know? Yeah. Fuck them. You know? I mean, this whole stimulus check, um, you think they have to live paycheck to paycheck? These senators, these these congressmen and women, do, mm-hmm. they, do, they, do they know what it's like to be like, shit, do I fucking eat or do I put gas in my car? Right, literally. And you yeah. want to know what's some bullshit? And this is why, okay, so just to give one more uh, example of the most recent impeachment and why it's complete horseshit. You know, a lot of people were mad that the defense didn't end up calling witnesses. And mm-hmm. that is because... The Republican Party, who 15 of them didn't even bother to show up, they're supposed to be this impartial jury, right, on this mm-hmm. trial. Um, 15 of them didn't even bother to show up. They were literally showing how some of them were, like, doodling the entire time. <laughs> um, or, like, you know, this one guy was, like, filling out a map of Asia. I don't even know what the hell that was about. <laughs> Might as well get a little hit, like, geography lesson in. But right. You planning um, a trip there, bud? Or? Right. <laughs> so it it did not matter how many witnesses they could have called. It wouldn't have mattered. They were going to yeah. vote the way they were going to vote, no matter what was shown. Yeah. Because, and then the other thing is that they also threatened to stall out all other legislation that's trying to happen right now. So they said, mm-hmm. if you call witnesses, we will stall payments Two Americans in the middle of a pandemic. So we're going to stall COVID relief. We're going to stall negotiations on every other thing that he tries to put out on the table. So you better yeah. just concede to what we want because we're evil as fuck. Mm-hmm. So it. they said, you know what? So you want to know what they did? They dropped it because they knew it wasn't going to matter. No matter how many witnesses they had. And they knew that what the people needed most is relief. And they were willing to make that sacrifice in order to make sure that relief for millions of people who desperately need it right now is not stalled for another second. Yeah. Anyway, I learned a lot on this episode and hopefully a little Franks and Beanies did too. I had no idea that, you know, I thought it was just all about the blowjob or, you know, um, but truly, like, that's what it all was about. <laughs> like, that's the thing is, like, this was all over a few blowjobs consensually yeah. between adults. Yeah. I really and then, was, I mean, it was I about was, the, yeah, sorry. in the end, it was about the perjury of the blowjobs. But if this is what started it, like you said, it's consensual. $70 million of the taxpayers' money. How many blowjobs could that buy? <laughs> <laughs> For the whole House and Senate. Every, you get a blowjob and you get a blowjob. <laughs> right. I mean, come on. This I mean, is... that's just part of your pension plan at that point, $70 million. Yeah. Shit. You Isn't know? it infuriating, though? I mean, that's, that's really so why it's like you got to pay attention to this stuff. Otherwise, they'll get away with murder. Yeah. Or blowjobs. <laughs> For blowjobs. OMG. So, yeah, thank you for sticking through that very tough episode, Brian. I know it was not easy. Yeah. 
I mean, I learned a lot. I felt like I was back in high school. I felt like it was 1997 all over again, and I'm <laughs> falling asleep to political something class. Right. <laughs> I dropped out. It's clear. We get it. <laughs> there was, there's legit a picture in my high school yearbook of me asleep in class. Because <laughs> when I did go, that was pretty much what happened. Yeah. Yeah, good deal. Yeah, All good right. stuff, right? Yeah. All right, I'm just trying to find a profile here. We had All a right. photo shoot with my dog this week, so there's a lot of <laughs> cute <laughs> lot pictures of to get to through. I'll see. I, I know you sent me a small cachet of yeah. ones. Let's see if I can get another one. Oh, okay. Well, here. I, I can go first if we need me to. Yeah, go for it. Are you ready? Oh, wait. Yeah, the fuck in his story. Or, sorry, the What the Frank Tinder profile. I'm laid back but spontaneous. I love to travel and love. I like pinky rings and Ed Hardy. My kids come first. I don't play games. What the Frank profile of the week. Yeah, here we go. Okay, so are you ready to meet Justin Bryan? Yeah. Justin is a lingerie model at Barely There Underwear. Okay. He's I've heard sh- good things about that underwear. Really? Oh, so this is a real yeah. thing? Okay, I yeah. thought it was a joke. Oh. Um, okay, he lives in Providence. Um, an analogy that immediately pops into my mind when your bio reads, Hey, I'm Word. I don't use this app much, period. MSG me or... Insert app platform here so we can chat. What? Is that I'm being lured into a dark alley after being offered edibles by a hippie couple that are finding themselves with mom and dad's money in a remodeled 1994 school bus in Portland, Oregon. Creepy as fuck. Yeah, no hard left. Dot, dot, dot. (laughs) What? Was that even a profile? Yeah, that was a real life profile. I'm not kidding. It sounds like he accidentally like butt dialed his profile and was just having a conversation. Well, no, he's saying like, okay, you know when like we talk about all the generalizations that we see all there all the time. Yeah. Okay, so he's saying an analogy that immediately pops into my mind when I when your bio reads, "Hey, I am." Whatever, I don't use this app much. Message me. MSG is message me. But why would you put it as MSG? That is a chemical. (laughs) Right. Message me on insert platform here so we can chat. Okay, I get that. Like, that is something that you see on there a lot. Like, I don't get on this app much. Message me on, you see people put kick or Snapchat or which I'm not. I think those are... I think those are bots, you know, whenever it's like, hey, go to a different platform so that we can communicate. Or there are girls that, like, I know that there are girls that, like, make their living on Snapchat as... Sure, fair. Tricking you into money from them. Yeah. But then he goes into this very extravagant story. This is what he's thinking. Not bot. Okay. (laughs) It's not press. It's not, oh, it's a bot. Or it's, oh, it's a girl trying to make money. It's that he's being lured into a dark alley after being offered edibles by a hippie couple that were finding themselves with mom and dad's money in a remodeled 1994 school bus. Which, 1994 school bus, excuse me, that was high school. All right. So, settle down, Justin. <laughs> in Portland, Oregon. Creepy as fuck. Yeah, no hard left. You literally say nothing about yourself. Nothing. Not a thing. Not a thing. Not a thing. Huh. What the Frank? What the Frank? Okay. All right. Beth, are you ready to meet Cat? C A T. <laughs> Is he <laughs> a lawyer? <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> that was a great news story this week. I needed that. Yeah. Did you see that where like the lawyer popped up on a Zoom call with a picture of his cat because his daughter was on Zoom last? <laughs> you didn't see that? I, I haven't seen that, but I have seen like <laughs> All the, all the people making fun of, I didn't really, uh, that's awesome. I'll have to look that up. <laughs> yeah, it's like his daughter was last on Zoom. So he goes on to this, like, he's, like, going into, like, a trial, like, a Zoom trial. And it's, like, the picture of himself is, like, a cat. Like, it's, like, a fake cat that, you know, his daughter put up. <laughs> like, yeah. 
It's hilarious. <laughs> That's awesome. Look that up. So Kat is 37. She lives in Asheville, which is not 22 miles away from me. No, it's in North Carolina. No. She says, hmm, chances are if I see a pic with an animated tongue, easy left. I'm not perfect. I know my flaws. I love animals, but don't care if you have one. What? But don't care if you have one. Yeah, I read that right. Don't care if you have what? Have one. I love animals, but don't care if you have one. Well, yeah, that makes sense because right, you love Right, obviously. That. Okay. okay. Um, also, don't care if you are good with, with kids. You'll never meet mine. Oh, okay. Whoa. Whoa. All right. She then says, I'm that Jersey bitch. <laughs> the, the okay emoji, a spade emoji, a fire emoji, and then like the two hands, the field goal. Yes. Those are emoji. not the those are not the images my mind conjures when you say Jersey bitch. <laughs> right. I none of those emojis. I would say more like bangs, uh <laughs> lots of like leather shiny uh, titty outfits and right. big gold hoops. Right. That nails it. She goes on to say, I'm honest. I say it like it is. Oh, of course she does. <laughs> yeah. I'm intuitive. I feel others' energy and can and can be a curse for myself sometimes. Oh, that's like my empathy, my empath thing. Okay, yeah. I miss subs, sure, bagels, and need northern pizza yesterday. I'm She's like, gym to- tan laundry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to live, so therefore I'm trying to do me. And then the okay emoji, what? kissy lips emoji, and then fire emoji. I'm trying to live, so therefore I'm trying to do me. Yeah, we're all trying to live, Kat. Uh, yeah, most of us are doing a fairly decent job of it, too. I've been, <sighs> Some I've been days are better for, than others. <laughs> I've been living for 38 years. Like, yeah. I'm a pro at this point. Well, I mean, you know, it gets harder every day, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Kat, I don't know what you've said about yourself, except for, like, you don't care Wait, if I'm you're trying good to with live. Kids. I'm trying to live, but what again? I'm trying to live, so therefore, I'm trying to do me. So therefore, that's what she concludes from that? Yeah. I know that makes sense. So therefore, I'm trying to do me. Do people even read what they say before? The, I just <laughs> I don't. Yeah, and that that hard like. Also, don't care if you're good with kids. You'll never meet mine. Well, girl. Okay, so okay. Uh, right. so she's not looking for a relationship, apparently. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Yikers. Ooh, cat. What the frank? What the frank? I we definitely I, I, need to get some good profiles. I I almost want to get. Back on Tinder. I do have Nicole's permission to get back on so Tinder just, just okay. for this segment. Um, so maybe her and I will You go could always through. do Facebook dating, just like. Yeah. Instead of downloading the Tinder app again, because I found some doozies on there lately. Oh, boy. Yeah. What a wreck. Mm-hmm. If this is. So um, this episode will be the first episode on our new platform. Hopefully, think, yeah. Hopefully, it's a seamless process, and I think we're going to be on a, a couple more platforms now. So, if this is your first episode that you've seen, um, the reason why we do the "What the Frank" Tinder profile of the week segment uh, is because we've done so many episodes on online dating and how horrible it is and how stupid people are. So, yeah. again, if you yeah, if you come across any Tinder profiles that make you go what the frank screenshot them send them to fnbpodcast at gmail.com and maybe we should come up with like some kind of a giveaway like if yeah yeah if you're what the frank tinder profile was featured on the show we'll send you something yeah we'll send you some stickers and uh yeah yeah something maybe we'll pick a maybe we'll pick a winner once a month for a free shirt I like it. Cool. Do something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Love it. Yeah. Cool. Well, I don't think I have anything else, Brad. What about you? Um, no. Um, I don't know when officially we can say that we're part of the podcast network. So the Pitch Podcast Kansas City. Network. Yeah. 
Um, that's coming up soon, though. Um, Excellent. Well, I'm sure yeah. that it will replay on that network very soon. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. Cool. Well, All right. uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Not guilty, you little friends of Right. No, no, guilty. Guilty in this. Not guilty then. Guilty now. <laughs> right. And, yeah, take care of your little Franks and beanies. 